Hello everybody, this is Sam coming to you while editing the episode in post. I just wanted to let everyone know that there is some audio distortion in this episode. We had some Wi-Fi issues while recording. We are recording now in separate locations. It is not the entire episode, but you'll definitely find parts that have some reverberation happening with my voice. So I do apologize. It will be corrected for next week's episode. Otherwise, we hope that you enjoy... And thank you for coming to join us in a Fairly Queer podcast. Hello. Hello, Sam. It's time It's time for our magical reunion, as we do it every so often. It's time for the podcast. Yes. Why, this is a Fairly Queer podcast. And here I am, Jeremy... And Sam. Bringing you all the delicious bits of just wonderful unicorn life, love, and the mysteries of our beingness. So, Sam, it's been a little while. We are going to bring you all of the tea. Oh, it's been a little while, but we do have an exciting and um, tea-filled high tea episode. Gut-wrenching. Oh, my gosh. Well, I'd like my guts wrenched, but we could talk about that later after the podcast, Sam. Before we um, do jump into our topic today, though, um, do you want to plug your tour? (laughs) Oh, my goodness, Sam. I thought you'd never ask. Well, actually, jump straight into it. Right into it. So to my to our to all of the beautiful listeners out there who are enjoying this series, I have Amethyst Journey with Alaska. We're doing a number of dates in the western U.S., um, please go to my Instagram at handsomejeremy777, and um, the link is there to the Eberg, uh, the Eventbrite um, uh, links. So you can also go to Five Senses Reeling. They have a um, highlight on their Instagram, but I would love to see as many people there as possible. November 7th is the Egyptian Theater in Seattle. And we will be um, at uh, we will be in Portland the following day. I am going to bring up that wonderful photo so I can say exactly where those two are. Let's start with those, and then we will. Yes. So November eighth, uh, Portland. November 9th, Salt Lake City. November tenth, Boise, Idaho. So I hope you can make it. Please DM me if you have any concerns and it's going to be magical we have an audio visual spiritual witchy sensory extravaganza that awaits you so please come see the amethyst tour in the western u.s that first full weekend of november thanks sam do you have anything to plug i've seen some pretty cool stuff about other work do have something to plug Pew, pew, pew. This has been like four years in the making, so I'm very excited to announce this. So, by the time this episode airs, I will have launched my collaboration piece with Exotic Erotics. That's exotic-erotics.com. By the way, I should mention that this is 18 plus, so if you're under the age of 18, then please... Turn off your microphone for a second, because what we're talking about is I'm doing a 
collaboration with Exotic Erotics, who does fantasy dildos, and I do leather work. They commissioned me to produce a strap-on harness, interchangeable rings, exclusive to them. So you can change out the rings and use them for all different size toys. And yeah, you can get it at exoticerotics.com on Monday the 23rd of this month. So if you're interested in something like that, please stop by their website. You can get it in blue, black, and red. It's all it's all by one artisan, myself, and it's all natural leather, latigo hide, and chrome tan, and fun colors. So if that's something you're interested in, you're interested in fetish wear, then definitely swing by exoticerotics.com. That so there you sounds go. sexy and exciting, Sam. It's Just very, like the rest of this podcast. Shall we yeah. dive right? Shall we dive right into the tea, Sam? We are deep diving into okay. a topic for today that is inspired by um, a podcast done by our peers, which is, of course, yeah. Alaska and Willem's. Uh, I don't even remember what it's called. <laughs> okay, no, uh, I, I'll, I'll take it from here, Sam. So here's yeah, here's do. my tea. Um, you know, every every so often, there's like a rainy day or a Monday where it's like, you know, I love drag, but I'm not I'm not gonna be like eyeballs deep into everything drag because when it's right. your work, you get to an you I get to a saturation point, um, with drag pretty quickly. Others who are younger and whose eyeballs and senses are have not been beaten over the head by crazy, monstrous, magical, and otherwise drag queens and drag race, like you all are just take, taking it all in, which I am very happy you do. It's a wonderful, magical place to be in drag land. Um, so I don't really, I don't, I'm not a, I'm not a deep friend of, of uh, race chaser or hot goss because like that's that's, not, it, hot goss. that's not my tea i on. yeah i listen to to history stuff and i and i listen to metaphysics because uh, that's my appetite that's what appetizes me at the moment but that all that leading up to i was told to listen to this hot goss mm-hmm. by some friends including sam um and I mean, I, lo- I, lo- I really love season three of, of Drag Race, so I guess I could listen to season three of Race Chaser. There's some, I'm sure there will be funny things. I quite, I quite enjoy listening to it. And Delta Work was actually featured in this most recent episode of Hot Goss. If you've never mm-hmm. seen a video or a live of her um, uh, doing the crazy church lady, she does a mix of Mariah and... Um, uh, this crazy, crazy um, things from Carrie playing Carrie's mom and like a psycho, psycho Christian with a Bible that opens up to receive tips or tithes, as they call them in church. If the minister's the drag queen, the tithes are the tips. You like what I'm talking about? You don't like what I'm talking about? Isn't that incredible? I never put that together, Sam. That like tithes are totally the way that a that some preacher or some minister knows whether they should be talking about it or not. <laughs> pay me, <laughs> pay me what you want to hear next week at the sermon. At least drag, it's just out in the open. It's not all this hypocrisy. But, oh, Sam, we're talking about hypocrisy, accountability. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, that was shit, Sam. So why I wanted I've you to listen enough. to this Why don't you episode? give me your, your opening remarks about uh, the hot goss, the deep dive with Delta? Yeah. So I listened to it, and then, of course, you listened to it as well. And I thought it was very informative. I would recommend to all of our listeners that if you haven't listened to that episode yet of Hot Goss with Delta Work, then please do that and then come back to listen to the rest of this because it informs what we're talking about in this episode. But yes, what the gist of what Delta was talking about, which I really appreciate being a gay man and being a gay man, quite frankly, that is trying to start his own business, catering to, to queer people. Uh, it's important to hold other queer people in this industry, in any industry that you're part of that has a queer presence, accountable for their actions. And one of the things she said, this is not going to be what she said verbatim, but she said that in a lot of industries that are heavily queer influenced, a lot of people think that they can get away with, for lack of a better term, acting like fools and bullshittery. Because they're like, oh, well, we're gay and we're queer and we're making art, so la-di-da. When really, you need to treat other people, especially people within your own community, with respect and dignity and make sure that you're not uh, negatively affecting their opportunities, their career paths, and their, uh, uh, their ability to flourish in whatever industry that they're a part of if you have control over that. And it really broke my heart to hear how World of Wonder, which this is not the first time, I won't name any names, but this is not the first time that I've heard firsthand accounts of World of Wonder. And this isn't to like, this isn't, this episode's not to just rip on World of Wonder, but, no, you know, this, it's not. There's the a first... broader issue here yeah. of whether, I mean, I'll just put it out there. This This episode for me is really about working out the working out the uh the sort of economic and social politics and policies of how we treat each other and how queer people um may very well be more we have to be the vanguard and have and really put the 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 gas on about accountability because we really go to the core issues of accountability with um, identity and expression and and issues of gender and issues of, of feeling safe. So I think the general the general um, one one word title for this episode is accountability and what Absolutely. queer people have to do with really escalating the levels and having um, a particularly helpful um, assortment of uh, methods for accountability. Yeah. Yeah. I sort of, you just got to check up on yourself and make sure. I mean, it's broader than that. But yeah. certainly in a lot of industries, people can get very comfortable and they can sideline other people. And a lot of the times as well, I feel like people that feel historically disenfranchised, as gay people often do, they uh, can be ruthless in climbing to the top of whatever industry they're a part of. Yeah. And that should they should success should never be at the expense of your allies and your friends and your peers. 
And that's something that I think is really unfortunate about a lot of people in the queer community. I've definitely seen it firsthand myself, and I'm sure that you have as well. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, like, again, I want to reiterate that, like, one of my goals, one of my hopes in this podcast is that we start to unravel the ways in which we still hold on to these old, outdated, oppressive, and suppressing methods of uh, not holding ourselves primarily. And then to the equal extent that we first hold ourselves accountable, that we hold others accountable. Because it's, it's, we, it's two hands, like it's a very Libra season thing. Don't, don't be pulling, don't be saying one thing with one hand. Don't be being a puppet with one hand and doing some other hypocritical shit with the other. That's not being an evolving human being. And you if you're to listening to yourself. this podcast, you probably care at least to, to some extent about your evolving your soul and evolving yourself as uh-huh. a queer, queer adjacent, self-identified, queerish kind of creature. Creature. Oh, Jeremy, and that means. Is that means I know. It, it, no, <laughs> it, that, that the, the full T is I called my step granddad and they just happened to decide that tonight was that right now is that time. Mm. So sorry, everyone. We might or might not edit that out, but it's just a good, it, just nice sound. Okay, sound. No, so we're that's, leaving it in. Oh my God. <laughs> How dare you mock me, Sam? But that that's my point, you know, like, again, I believe that as a queer folks and queer allies and, and, and queer adjacent folks, if you if you really, truly, if we're really or truly living this this evolved sense of, of being a community that is working harder than the the heteropatriarchal creatures that subscribe to the old, outdated um uh, modes and societal boundaries that um, we find unnecessary blockages and we're letting them go and we're um, unplugging from those limitations, then we have to be really real about the ways that they still come up due to how we've been taught or the kind of the daring and risky and sometimes desperate choices we make as human beings when it gets right down to the human issue. So, Sam, like, uh, maybe you can start by talking about, like, how how accountability is the policy for you. And when it's not, like, how we all, how you have, how you have either suffered or have been, um, how you've undercut yourself or sabotaged yourself by lack of accountability and integrity. That's fair. Um, and I think that's really the crux of it, too, is that no one regardless of how you identify queer or otherwise is above acting like an ass and making an ass of yourself and then in extension making other people feel like asses and feel like they've been taken advantage of no one is above it that's why it's really important to check yourself before you wreck yourself yes ma'am just because you're queer it don't mean you're dear yeah i mean I, i could give specific examples but I've, there's definitely been jobs that i've had my friend, friend the other day after 
after I had um, exited a past job that I had, he said he was, you know, I told him that me and my job had parted ways. And he's like, well, you're not really known for exiting things gracefully. I was like, Someone that's told fair. Yeah. <laughs> Sam, do you do you, do you what is your way of exiting? Then? Um, not very gracefully. Is it yelling? A, is it I'm tears? A, no, no, no. Is it's it... not yelling. Um, it's never yelling. Well, sometimes it's yelling and sometimes it's really, tears. You're not really a shouter. So. I take things very, I, I can take things very personally. Mm-hmm. Or if I, and I, this is something that I would definitely recommend in terms of like checking yourself. And we had an episode, um, about self-care or hopefully mm-hmm. we're currently, I should mention, we're uh, not doing this together anymore. You, you are in LA right now. I'm in Kentucky. So the audio might not be as crisp as it was for our first four episodes. Um, so I'm, we're currently editing an episode of, on self-care. It'll probably go out with this one. And in that episode, you know, it's part of self-care. You need to make sure that you check in on yourself so you don't have emotional catch-up bursts and it doesn't affect all the people around you, especially people that care about you. Because, you know, that's one thing about accountability is you need to make sure that you're okay and you're not throwing yourself into these bad situations. And, you know, quite frankly, you know, there's a lot of uh, friendships and jobs and relationships that I've had where I was too afraid to talk about something or I was too afraid to check in with myself or with someone else. And then I ended up bottling it up, having an emotional catch-up burst, and it became too volatile to go back to. So, yeah, yeah that's a real bummer. Yes. So, yeah, there you go. Well, Sam, you know, for better, for better and for worse, I sent a couple of people this because last night... Um, I was watching something. It's only seven seconds, so I don't know what the copyright is, but I still want to play it for you because I think it's adorable. Dear God, all of our AdSense. Open up about your feelings. That's, that's from Steven Universe. And oh, it's yeah, just like, you sent that to me. It's I on your say, Instagram. And it's just a hashtag. Open up about your feelings. If you don't trust the people around you that they aren't going to, like terrorize you or talk behind your back we all got to get some new friends we all got to find the people who who are because i think they're all hanging out being in their personal soul integrity and their and um living in an accountable manner so when it comes to this specific scenario where we're feeling torn about a production company that has done a lot to bring the art and the magic and this and the spiritual transformational power of drag to the world. But this is such a human thing. It's such a human hubris, you know, such a human element of hubris that these folks will like shit on their own. Like just like and I don't know. I it it breaks my heart because um, we need to be elevating ourselves. And that's not easy for me to say, too, because, like, I I wouldn't be where I am without my best friend of 16 years having gone through and become one of the most popular alum of this television show, 
from this production company. So it's a strange karma. And like for me, who definitely understands karma as like balancing out the the choices that we as souls make with others, it's a very strange thing. And sometimes on a rainy day, you know, on a shitty day, I'm like, God, what is this thing of my life where I'm just whirled up in this thing? The how long is this gonna last? And what other things do I have to offer besides, you know, playing fifteen minute requests, you know, in a cabaret show that people know you know, people know my friend from television and 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 for being on a lot of having a lot of screen time. Sometimes that stuff like really curls curls my brain and I don't know how to like balance that out with I guess there's a mission. I have a mission while I'm while this thing is going on and I'm not directly involved with World of Wonder. Um and maybe it, there's some kind of gift in that. I don't uh, you know, I'm willing to be as accountable to say like I'm a very free agent. It's just sometimes people ask me to do things and sometimes I feel a little too depressed to like put myself out put myself out there because it's like a showbiz can be so gross. It can be so seedy sometimes mm -hmm. because of this whole idea of accountability and um, the way we treat our creative and also um, the way that the more, uh, admittedly, the more patriarchal, hierarchical forms of, of management and booking and like, would they, the us, we have different priorities sometimes. And I think that's a diplomatic way to say it. Like I struggle with, with how to uh, respectfully, but with personal integrity relate that I think someone's blowing hot air up my ass, which is a, a regular, a regular song in showbiz. So, so I, just from my personal experience that like, you gotta, you gotta have, you got to have a good, solid trunk of yourself. And I don't think that trunk can be as solid and as vital and that beautiful tree soul or that beautiful tree that we, that we love seeing on a walk if we aren't strong in our accountability and our integrity. Yeah? Well said. Two things that I'd like to add as well. Yeah. So in terms of said queer production company, it is definitely a catch-22 where it's like wow look at all the things that you've done look at the exposure that you've given to these queer artists like isn't that amazing but that's why and this is with any artist with production company with pop star with with anything it's hey I really love you and I love what you do and I see the value that you have in our community so yeah. I need to make sure that you know that what you're doing is a bunch of horseshit because I don't want to see you go down a bad path. And that's a big part of keeping our peers and the people in our community accountable because it's all love at the end of the day, at least in my opinion, you know. I don't think any of these people that like World of Wonder and otherwise are evil or nefarious. Perhaps they're just a little irresponsible with some of the decisions that they've decided to make with their associates. And that's a bummer. And that's why it's, it's important to hold those types of people accountable to let them know, hey, 
we love what you do, just not these things that you've done. Um, that, I, and also, <clears throat> sorry, I got something in my throat. I'd be interested, so you had mentioned uh, about you sort of having this peripheral relationship with this industry. And I'd be interested in well, knowing. More like, more like dynamic, volatile, and like having major WTF moments. And I think like that's part of me being honest and part of my self-accountability is when I'm like, I've had the amazing experience of watching people in amongst this world, especially TV drag, like go from being people who I do not want to spend any time with to people who have managed to like turn their attitudes around and turn their platforms yeah, around. Yeah, absolutely. So like that like this is this is again like the broader thing is sometimes people have to go through these dark uh, challenging things. Maybe people try out actually being and living evil for a certain amount of time because they're meant to go through those things. That's a perspective that I find to be true. Now, it's hard to be in front of that. And sometimes maybe it's also we are meant to be a sort of uh, hinge by our word. And by a hinge, I mean like what we say and how we stand up for ourselves and how we stand up for our community and our tribes can be part of the reason that person turns around. Yeah. That's why accountability is important. So I just want to put that out there and say that, like, we look at people, we look at people and what they do in the moment. But I think it also a form of evolution is that we can wisely um, keep our heart, hearts open so that forgiveness and rebuilding and um, the strengthening of our community is a top priority. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is my question. So you had mentioned before about how uh, you to sort of maintain your own agency in your life and uh, quite frankly, your own identity, you like to have a certain uh, amount of space outside of show business or at least the show business that you are a part of. So for you, being a musical artist as well as an assistant, how do you... Uh, like you self care and uh, keep yourself accountable so that you don't have, say, like an emotional catch up burst, like I was talking about earlier, by bottling up things that might be irritating you because you are uh, helping someone else or you're on a tour and you have a certain uh, scheduling and things to abide by. How, what's the balance for you? Yeah. Um, well, the basic part is that um, alone time and keeping grounded is just fundamental. Like when I am basically like at the level where I can get a couple of hours alone in the hotel, there's a lot of music that I play. Uh, I My Spotify has various lists, which I can always uh, share with people to let people know what's helping me move through my feelings. But even as a, a, a music artist, like listening to others' perspectives helps me process my feelings about, you know, someone being 
someone being rude or the 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 sound check not going well or just it being the fourth performance whether it's mine or it's uh alaska's like like just having the quiet time or having uh the right kind of music with the elevating sounds and the elevating message is important to me the next higher level is that being grounded means that i need to make sure i meditate even some of my like encroaching stress related and uh, travel related problems like having an aching body can be easily helped by getting body work by getting like massage and then i just put myself into the meditative space of processing my feelings through a a, a few of my excellent body worker friends putting my body through it but then i know i'm going to feel better afterwards to what and you like, want I, with my body oh yeah you can't have my can't have my soul and you can't have the other stuff but you can do what you want with my body you can do, you can have whatever it. you want wow oh, but i mean the mindfulness and meditation part is key like i often find that the more i just allow myself to have like the the essential spiritual um bubble of meditation not meaning like an avoidance bubble but like the sacred sphere of I am more than just all this earthly lifetime stuff happening to me. This is all a narrative. This is all a story. And it doesn't make it unreal, but a lot of spiritual traditions say that it is. It's just we are in a physical dream and knowing that I'm in the physical dream and that I'm living and growing and also, you know, having the adventure and not the overwhelm of oh my god what am i doing with my life is this what i thought i should or would be doing and not going into that headspace is super important and meditation gets me out of the less uh productive headspace so those are the basics and you know honestly like i need i i need to spend time with people who i've connected deeply with and i need affection and i need cuddles and as a queer person and especially as someone who's nomadic like I'm taking the opportunity to meet the people who have said they feel that I'm special and they want a connection with me. I try to, you know, I'm going to be, I, I saw you in August and the great part is we had both cuddles and work to do. So like Mm -hmm. as a community member, as a member of tribes, like the way that I get myself out of the, the drain hole of feeling isolated feeling like no one knows who I am and everything is so fleeting. It's by doing the work of me going and visiting with people and deepening those connections. So you see there's a, again, there's a balance of personal accountability and self care. And if someone says they care about me and care about who I am and they want to um, have some sort of relationship with me, I have the opportunity at this moment with a couple of weeks, I get in between jobs to go and visit people and to cuddle with them, to be affectionate, to do collaborative work with them, to try new things. Like I did that for my friend Chad when I was in Seattle this past week. I'm going to be visiting a friend in Oklahoma. Um, I'll spend a couple days in Ireland with my witch tribe and uh, in Dublin. So like all of those things together are what helped me. So what about you, Sam, as you've gone through your 
urban escapades and have changed the uh, angle and the the lifestyle at which uh, you had thought you wanted and made those changes. What have been the most helpful ways for you to have both accountability for yourself and those close to you and then um, a few self-care things that you know help you the most? Oh, that's a... That's a big one, Jeremy. It's a big load. It's a big load. I would say that there are people in this world that might say that I have not been the most accountable person in certain times in my life, which is fine and is probably true. And I certainly learned a lot about accountability and self-care and how those two things interact. Uh, from New York to Kentucky and everywhere in between, Louisiana and otherwise. One of the things that I would stress about accountability is that it's great to take accountability for when you make mistakes, but it is better to not make those mistakes in the first place. And that's, I think, been the biggest learning curve for me is I will give myself the credit of saying that I will always know when I have done something shitty to myself or to someone else. And I will take ownership of it after the fact. But sometimes it's too little too late and not everyone is that forgiving. And sometimes damage is already done. So what I would stress to anyone is look within yourself before you make a bad choice or before you yell at someone, or before you start crying, or before, I mean, it's okay to cry occasionally, but before you do something that is uh, uh, informed by emotion, don't let yourself be controlled by your own emotions, and look at how it's going to affect you and your well-being with your career, with, you know, your friendships, and then look at how certain things are going to affect your community, your friendships, and your relationship with your peers, and then make a decision on what you want to do. It's better to catch that shit before it happens than apologize for it after the fact. So that's definitely been uh, a big life lesson for me. And I do think that I'm very fortunate to live in Kentucky because I do find that there's a lot of people in Kentucky that are willing to give people a second chance and it's very community oriented. Everyone helps people out when they need a hand. Uh, but also it's a slower pace of life too. In New York city, I've always found not to dog on New York city. I love it, but people are expendable it, uh, to a certain extent because well, there's just that, so many that's, people. I think it, yeah. I don't think you're ragging on it. I think it's a, I think it's a hyper, it's like a, like a plague of hyper urbanity, you know what I, what I mean. It's a, it's a it's a big issue in the big cities where like you can be yourself because there's such a wash of people. Mm-hmm. There's such um there's such human a uh, population overload that people deprioritize um giving people a hard time, but also the stress of cities can make people really act out and also people can be isolation can make yeah 
isolation can make people act out. The stress of a, of a certain kind of lifestyle can make people act out. And as you're talking about, make people create uh, reactionary impulses that can sabotage them and others. Now, this is interesting because I think um, one of the... One of the themes that we're seeing largely is this, the difference between exposure and cancel culture. Yeah, absolutely. You know, cancel culture is, I'm just going to say it as an adult, are children reacting with, without, without thinking and mm-hmm. just using that, 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 fiery, that fiery youthful impulse to be like, cancel them immediately. Oh, but... But honey, what if that was you? You haven't put, you haven't switched the record to the other setting, all right, babe. So like, don't give me the bullshit that you want to cancel someone when you're when when like what kind of what kind of car wreck are you heading for, babe? Mm-hmm. So yeah, like, we're all on that this cancel boat culture. Together. We're all on the Titanic. Yeah, but like exposure, like like saying that well. You know what? I've taken about as enough. I've taken about as much shit from the shitty situation as I can. And you know what? You're gonna get called out. And my story is the truth. So, you know, it's like that lyric in the Janis Joplin song: "Freedom is another word for nothing left to lose." Amen. That's real. That's real, right? Like, if you're free enough to be like, yeah. If, if Delta work is free enough to say, yeah, though they already, they already wrote me off. And I mean, just the level of eloquence by which Delta's like, you know, the kind of crazy relationship which she had with, with, with RuPaul is that RuPaul like did the spotlight a couple of times and, and, and at their local bar because they didn't have someone to run a spotlight. That's an amazing story. It's an amazing story. And it just goes to show that she's not out to burn world of wonder to the ground. She just wants the truth of these human situations to be elevated from being treated poorly to be to like people in their community who are trying to make some ground when the world is, when the world seems to be becoming highly polarized is that the difference between the the polarization of positive and negative black and white is the fucking queer rainbow and i'm gonna use and i'm just gonna make that like if we can paint with all the colors of the freaking rainbow then there's we aren't gonna feel as polarized people who prefer blue can paint an infinite shades of blue those who want to paint in infinite shades of orange can do that. And then you want to mix the colors, great. But we, but the dualism thing, it's just, it's the mere tip of the iceberg. So this cancel culture and this, this overly dualistic way of whether someone's good or evil, for me, yes, it just absolutely. has such limitations. It's so really I, unfortunate, yeah. too, because... So you brought up the spotlight story in RuPaul. Yeah. And... RuPaul has been a very divisive figure in this whole narrative because there are so many people, whether they're TV drag queens or just fans, that idolize and adore RuPaul. 
because mm-hmm. of her legacy, because of the things that she's done, because she's a great drag queen, etc. And then she's also very problematic, which has been yeah. showcased. But yeah. she's not evil or good, you know. She it's a shade of gray. And with that spotlight story, which oh, I really yeah, do both. enjoy, that's it shows Can't that someone be both. She, yeah, well, she obviously has that in her. Just I, I don't know her, and I certainly don't know anyone at World of Wonder either. I'm sure that all of these people have the capacity to be empathetic, wonderful people, and I'm sure that most of them are. Well, or not, I don't really know. But well, sure, like we'd success, like to success, give people success the benefit of the doubt. Find that ladder often can lead to people becoming, like I said before, ruthless. And that's yes. unfortunate because it's unfortunate that people feel the need to run over people to get to the sale rack. Or just always cover their own asses. If there's one thing I've exactly. learned is that, especially in show business, there's there are consequences for having a policy of covering your own ass. Um, whether that's being too diplomatic when you need to stand up for yourself or whether it's going to be bullying people because you've got shit in your closet. Mm-hmm. Like, these are human issues. Like, these are human issues. But, like, I have, again, as I reiterated in the beginning of this podcast, if there is a way for the queer community to be the vanguard, to be at the front lines of, of personal evolution because the basic truth of who we are and who we love is broadcast from our souls loud and proud, then these issues, these issues can be more radically dealt with. They don't have to take forever. We are, we can be quantum instead of Darwinian about our self evolution and the evolution of our community. Do you think this is sort of a heated question, but oh, we're talking about cancel We're talking about cancel culture. We're talking about accountability. Uh, We're talking about figures within our community that, you know, have done some unsavory things. Uh, It is my position, like I said before, that we are still a community. And I I extend that to everyone in the world. We are, at some level, a community. And it's important to have each other's backs. And it's important yeah. to give people some uh, elasticity with the way that we view them for them to grow and change if they have gone through periods where they're kind of shitty people. However, and this is a question that I will give you, yeah. when is it okay and appropriate and necessary to write someone off and really cancel them? Like, when does it get to that point? Or does it get to that point? Well, Sam, the... How shitty does someone need to act? How shitty? Well, I think I'd like to provide two examples. The one is um, the practical one, and then the, the second one is the big picture one. The practical way that we deal with it is that a lot of people in my friend circles, we are pretty patient when it comes to people, because in showbiz, we have friends who are extra. We have friends that know how to say the wrong thing at the wrong time. We're all some live wire sometimes. So giving what you were saying, uh, saying about giving people a sort of elasticity means that when, when they are aware of that, 
good. If they are not aware of that and still working on a very self-centered, like, um, like a very selfish feedback loop of their thoughts and their feelings, their emotions, and they and they don't know how to let people in, like empathetically, let alone empathically, then you're dealing with certain kinds of people. And I have been, I I'm gonna I'm gonna say this and try not to be ironic about it. I have been blessed to know a spectrum of people that can range from slightly the fairly sociopathic, <laughs> slightly to fairly psychopathic, this narcissistic. This is a fairly sociopathic podcast. Fairly. And you know what? You, there's, just, there's just a way to tell that they are in their own reality and you are only a player in theirs. So, like, you can, like, try to, like, clap, clap in front of their face and get them to spark out of it. But if they're not, you can... The issue is boundaries. These people don't respect other people's boundaries. So boundaries are just a fucking cosmic law of the material world. Boundaries are allowed. It's why it's like it's why plastic does not leak water unless there's a hole in the boundary between the plastic and the water. You know that's why certain kinds of metals uh, will lessen or uh, you know or take electric currents better. Because the way the different dimensions work, you gotta have boundaries. If they're a different dimensional soul and they're just an energy vampire, you know, like call out energy vampires in in the meet and greet line. Something I'm not very good about because then again I could be covering my own ass. You know, again, accountability. We we speak the truth so that the truth can be dialogued. And people can find out what each other's truths are. Now, the, this segues into the bigger picture that, um, well, maybe I've kind of already segued into it. Like, got to have um, strong boundaries with some people, and you've got to speak your truth. And this is why, like we're saying, for me, comma, dot, dot, dot. In my experience, comma, dot, dot, dot. That language helps people not take what you may what the next thing we're going to say is personally because it's like this is my experience my experience will will uh you know my unique barcode of experience is not your unique barcode of experience we can try to find where where the lines line up right and if there's a couple of sequences where they line up that's interpersonal truth and then you get to the bigger level, and that's collective truth. Like the collective truth of, like, ethics. You know, my 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 skull just cracked open. Like, that's okay. the human like issue. Like on that, ambulance? Oh, I'm okay, Sam. But, you know, it's like the big picture Do I need issue. to call a wambulance? Okay, uh, how about a mambulance, ma'am? Oh, dear. Sorry. Anyway. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> but, I mean, I'll just... I'll basically leave it at that. These are human I, issues that that just impassion me because yeah, we aren't always going to be Oprah. Clean <laughs> your own Oprah, house before even you Oprah, shit in someone sure. else's backyard. Yeah, Oprah doesn't claim to be some sort of supernatural new age avatar. Um, I'm sure she's got plenty of things that have happened to her behind closed doors to get where she is, but she doesn't mm. de- deny it. You know. We're talking about the 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 human the human ice cream swirl of shadow and light, 
and things we deliberately, intentionally do for the karma to come boomeranging back at us. And then the things we don't intentionally do, but with unintentional harm and even altruistic good, if it is spoken of, we can be as transparent as we can in a moment about it. And that's, that's leveling up. Yeah, the power is in our choices. If you can breathe three times before a hard choice, bless you, bless your, bless your evolving soul. But sometimes we don't. And sometimes we do think of ourselves first. And sometimes we do think we have to be ruthless and have some sort of ambition or nerve. Uh, and, you know, having a, having a perspective that the consequences will be out there. The consequences are Ooh. out there for the choices we make. So accountability is something that starts with the, the unicorn in the mirror. Who I do actually have at? one more thing to say. Yeah, say so, it, Sam. And this is, a, this, is, this is a flippant joke comment either. So one of the things uh, that working with animals has really informed me about is cause and effect reasoning of why animals and animals are people, so people do certain things. Your horse is you know, kicking and screaming because it's time for his hay and he's not getting hay, or maybe there's something stuck in his foot, or maybe he's had bad um, uh, habits uh, put, with it, put into him by someone that hasn't trained him properly. Maybe when he's been acting a fool, he's been rewarded. Um, and that translates to humans too. I think that a lot of actions that humans take, negative actions that they might take, is informed by the way they have interacted with their environment and with other people. So it is important to, when you are interacting with, I hate to sound preachy, but you know, I've this is it's definitely something that working with, with animals has informed me of. It's important to not, not approach people that are acting out in foolish ways uh, in an aggressive way or uh, to be pushed back. It's important to say, okay, this person is acting this way. Let's break it down into very basic pieces and see why they're acting that way and then you can approach them from that angle same thing with an animal usually when you break it down it's much more basic than you might uh, imagine when you're just looking at it from a bystander's perspective so yeah. try to have that type of clarity when dealing with people that might not be being so accountable for their actions yeah yeah. yeah, that's a that's a helpful perspective, Sam. Thanks, mm -hmm. thanks for that. They might just have uh, something stuck in their foot, you know. Yeah, or just a, 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 a that's the or maybe they equivalent need a of a bad day. Stuck up their ass. I've seen, yeah, yeah. When your when your friends and those around you are having a a bad day, or something's just gotten to them, some love and some listening and some patience and perspective goes a really long way. So I hope that yeah. we can find that balance and that accountability. Maybe accountability they just lost is... drag, drag race. <laughs> Maybe oh, that's why they're at. My God. <laughs> Maybe that's why they're having a fit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Party. Party. Um,
Alrighty. All right, Sam. Well, this has been exciting. I hope our beautiful, lovely listeners will um give us some points. This is a really this is a really important point. Do people want to hear a little bit more about these things? Do people want to hear more about um more niche subjects? Please let us know as we uh we transition into autumn and I travel with Alaska for Heels of Hell. So we're going to have to plan these these podcasts uh, very carefully. So your input mm-hmm. is fundamental. So please let us know. Yes, please do. Uh, on the backside of this, I can see from the analytics that you guys really enjoyed our music episode. Ooh. So let us know if you'd like us to do uh, more things in that genre as well. We really appreciate feedback so that we can give you the content that you deserve and you and that need. You desire. And you, you deserve and you desire this content. Wow. Also, one more thing, talking about accountability and also forgiveness. Uh, I'm hoping that the audio quality on this particular episode is fairly tolerable. We're still working out the kinks of recording in different locations. I'm in Kentucky and Jeremy is traveling around. So please bear with us while we are perfecting the audio quality. I'm sure that it will get better and better as we progress. Yes. So thank you all so much for taking the time to, Mm -hmm. to do this processing and to do this sort of uh, speak out as people march for climate change, as people talk about how things um, need to and can elevate in our communities. And we appreciate you being part of that elevation. Oh, so and give us a five-star review on iTunes as well. Please it helps do us that. And um, I am uh, Handsome Jeremy 777 on Instagram. That's my basic social media uh office space and sam how about you where can people find you they can find my personal instagram page at nuke moth that's nuke as in nuclear and moth as in mothra at instagram and if you want to find my business page you can find my business instagram at ram underscore shine i think i'm pretty sure yeah ram underscore shine yes so there you go All right. Thanks, everyone. We look forward to bringing you the next A Fairly Queer podcast soon. Thanks for listening, and we'll we'll be back soon, okay? Ciao. Ciao, 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 ciao. Ciao, bello. And bye. Ciao. Ciao, ciao, ciao. Ciao, ciao, ciao.